What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. Right now, we're taking a look at five areas that the Jaguars must improve upon heading into week two of the 2022 regular season. They're coming off of a really tough 28-22 loss to the Commanders in week one. Had an eight-point lead with less than 10 minutes left to go in the game. Ended up losing it by six points. Heartbreaking for the Jaguars, but if this is a movie, we're only about 10 minutes in, right? The NFL regular season in 2022, a long way to go. A lot of ways the Jaguars can improve and build upon what they did well in week one. We're going to look at those five areas of improvement. We'll have a couple bonus areas as well. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag on Twitter and make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. If you want to support the channel further, you can become a channel member. You can go check out some of the gear we have on genjag.com right now. Links in the description below. Let's get after it here. Penalties. I mean, everybody knows about it. Everybody's talked about it. The Jaguars led the league in penalties last week. 13 penalties for 90 yards. It's too much. Uh, When you look at the illegal formations, the illegal shifts on offense, those are the type of things that really frustrate Doug Peterson. He said they should never happen, and I agree with him. They should never happen because that's stuff that is 100% within your control. Now, penalties that happen throughout plays, as in little holding calls here or there, um, penalties like roughing the passer where it's bang, bang, You want to do your best to eliminate those, but those are things that you will accept more than pre-snap stuff. Jumping off sides, you can't do it. You just can't do it. You're going to kill your your team, and this is a team, the Jaguars. I do think they have enough talent to win games in the NFL. I think they have the coaching to win games in the NFL, but they are not talented or experienced enough to overcome 13 penalties for 90 yards on a weekly basis. Not enough experience um, from the players in this system. And then just in the NFL in general. This is still the fourth youngest team in the NFL. And uh, they're not going to be able to overcome 13 penalties for 90 yards a week. It's just not going to happen. Looking at pass pro, uh, they were 27th according to PFF in pass pro grade. And the tape totally agrees with that. It was ugly. From center to left tackle, it was really bad. You had Luke Fortner giving up four pressures. Ben Barch giving up five. Cam Robinson giving up four. It was way too much. 20 total pressures by the commander's defense. 10 quarterback hits. They're getting their quarterback killed back there. He was getting rocked. Of course, they didn't call any roughing the passer penalties as as they maybe could have. But that's neither here nor there. Trevor was getting rocked back there far too often. Uh, by that Washington defensive front. And now, again, we've talked about it here. That is one of the most talented defensive fronts, even without Chase Young. When you have Montez Sweat coming off the edge and you have Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen in the middle, that, that's tough to deal with. That's probably the best interior pass rush that you're going to face. 
when you're just talking about those two interior players and Montez Sweat and Jonathan Allen. It doesn't magically get easier. You still got DeForest Buckner coming up this week on the interior, but um, you're going to have to improve your pass pro. Uh, Cam Robinson and Ben Barch particularly really struggled with some of the handoffs on these stunts that they were running on the defensive right side, the offensive left side with Allen and Payne, with Allen and Sweat. Uh, they've got to improve their their chemistry there. They've got to improve their overall technique. Um, and this was a learning experience, right? First game in this Doug Peterson offense, in this Press Taylor offense. I'm not going to bury these guys. You do not want to overreact to anything that happens in week one, right? I'm not saying that this is going to be an undisciplined team. I'm not saying that they're going to be a horrific team when it comes to pass protection. I'm just saying these are things that they've got to improve upon exiting week one, entering week two. Defensively, uh, the pass rush was not effective enough. Carson Wentz dropped back 45 times. Uh, He did not see enough pressure in his face. He did not get hit enough. I think... It was a little bit vanilla up front. Sure, you had some interesting alignments with your down linemen and your uh, your outside linebackers, but not a lot of blitzes when Carson Wentz dropped back. I had them at 14 blitzes, you know, five or more pass rushers when Wentz dropped back uh, 45 times. So I think you need to see a little more pressure, maybe a little more sim pressure where you have a guy or two at the line of scrimmage and maybe one blitz, maybe one one drops back. It was just too easy for Carson Wentz. The, the picture was too clear. He always had the answer. And part of that is coaching by Scott Turner. Uh, the, the commander's offensive coordinator, I thought, was one step ahead of Mike Caldwell in this one. Part of that was just execution on the defensive back end. Um, you know, Shaquille Griffin looking at... Uh, looking at that that touchdown that he allowed against Jahan Dotson early in the game. That's execution. He's one-on-one. Uh, he gets flat-footed at the top of the stem. Jahan Dotson cuts inside. Easy touchdown. Um, the touchdown later in the game where it was Shaquille Griffin and, and Andre Sisco, cover two. You got Shaquille Griffin as the underneath defender. He's carrying deep, carrying vertical. Uh, he doesn't get any contact with Terry McLaurin. Gives him a free release. And, of course, McLaurin, being the route runner and speedster that he is, gets behind Griffin. And then Cisco, his eyes are late. He's late to react to what's happening and, and what he's seeing. He gets there late. It's an easy touchdown. That's execution. Uh, the Antonio Gibson uh, little corner route that or, or, or dig that he had early in the game. Uh, You have Rayshon Jenkins, who is in good position to make a play on the ball, does not take a good angle. The ball sails over his head. He flattened it out too much. He had to take a better angle to that football. There's just these little things, right, Uh, throughout the game where the execution wasn't good enough. Certainly looking at um, Darius Williams, who struggled early in this one with his execution, allowed a lot of easy completions, struggled to get offensive playmakers on the ground. Devin Lloyd early in this one in space also, same issue. 
So looking at the defense, you need better execution, but I think you need to muddy up the picture a little bit moving forward. You, you need to have more confusion, more moving parts. Will that happen as we move forward? I would expect it to because Mike Caldwell coming from a Todd Bowles tree, uh, you know, working with Todd Bowles for much of the last decade plus, I really do think you'll look at this type of defense that, that you would expect to see from a Mike Caldwell and you would expect to see more sim pressures, more, uh, more variance with your coverage looks in the back end more post snap movement. It was it was pretty vanilla and Carson Wentz read it very well as a veteran quarterback Scott Turner. He seemed to have all the plays dialed up at the right times. First time the Jaguars blitz in this one, what do they do? The Commanders, you drop a screen, just just let those blitzers come in, throw it right over their head, screen, 20 30 yards, you're good to go. You got to be more disciplined on defense, you've got to be um more varied in the, in the alignments and the calls, and uh, you've got to execute better, bottom line. I know that's a lot to take in, and I'm not burying this defense. The defense did a pretty good job overall. Um, statistically, they were okay, right? They did a really good job against the run. I think it was really, for me, just a few of these big plays. You know, late in the game on that last touchdown that Carson Wentz threw, to Jahan Dotson, you're sending seven. They read that. They're like, all right, we've got one-on-one on the outside. We're going to go to our guy, and we're going to trust him to come up with the play. Carson Wentz delivered a great ball. Jahan Dotson went and got it. Tyson Campbell was in pretty good position to make a play, didn't get his head around, didn't read Jahan Dotson's hands, wasn't able to make the play at the end of the day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So, yeah, defense has got to improve their execution, the play calling, and, um, and just the discipline, eye discipline, understanding their rules back there. And then you've got to improve in these clutch moments, right? Um, We just talked about some of the defensive clutch moments that they did not come up with, but you're up 22 to 14 in the fourth quarter. You give up two touchdowns. Um, Your offense, you have an opportunity after, after the commanders take the 28 to 22 lead. You've got time left on the clock, really uh, close to two minutes. I think it was about a minute, minute and a half, minute 50, uh, for the Jaguars to go down and get a score of their own and win the game, they don't get it done. Um, the offensive line did not pass protect. And uh, Trevor Lawrence made a unfortunate decision on that final offensive play, you know, chucking it up there and getting the interception. So the clutch moments, NFL games are decided by clutch moments, defining moments. Those are when you have to step up and, and, and be – be the player that you are. And too many Jaguars players did not do that in this one. Looking at the red zone, two of five in the red zone, why I'm encouraged about this is there were plays to be had, right, in the red zone. You had the Trevor Lawrence to Zay Jones, uh, Zay Jones on the out, out route right near the goal line. 
It's a little far out for Zay Jones, but got both hands on it. Probably should have hauled it in. Both Trevor and Zay can execute better there. You have Trevor Lawrence missing Travis Etienne wide open in the end zone. Then you have Travis Etienne a little bit later on dropping a very catchable pass that probably would have been a touchdown on fourth down. So two of five in the red zone, it's not good enough, but the play calls were there. The plays were there to be made. The team just didn't make them. So I'm encouraged by the offensive foundation there. And the Jaguars offense, they moved the ball incredibly well. I think they were sixth in the NFL this week in yards per play. Offensively. So moving the ball was not the issue here. It was putting points on the board when you're in the red zone and also converting on third down. They were 3 of 12 on third down, only 25%. Again, it's these high-value uh, high moments that the Jaguars kind of just fell apart in, right? You're down 14-3 to early in this one despite moving the ball pretty well on offense. Um, you, you, you storm back, you take the eight-point lead, and then you can't finish. Again, week one of the NFL season, this is not the end-all, be-all. It was one week about 10 minutes into this movie that is the Jaguars 2022 NFL season. um, I'm encouraged by a lot of what I saw. I love the run defense. Um, I think there was a lot of quality play up front. I want to see a little bit more variance, a little bit more excitement from the past defense, a little bit more discipline on the back end, better execution. Looking at the offense, though, really encouraged by the the foundation that this offense has built. Um, I do want to see some more tendency breakers and you don't need to break tendencies in week one, generally speaking, but I want to see James Robinson and, and Travis Etienne. They were used almost exclusively. James Robinson was used almost exclusively on the inside stuff. Travis Etienne almost exclusively on the outside stuff. And James is better on the inside. Travis is better on the outside, but you've got to do some tendency breaking, uh, uh, plays and, and run some things that that uh, force the defense to respect what you're doing. If Travis Etienne is getting outside carries every time, they're going to know what's coming. Same thing with James Robinson getting the inside carries. You've got to be a little bit more varied here. And that it was not an issue at all in week one, but as the NFL season goes on, as teams get, get this tape on, on you, they study the film – you're going to have to have tendency breakers. I want to see if they're able to do that here in week two against the Colts as the Colts come to Jacksonville trying to win for the first time in Jackson's 2014. So yeah, this stuff is not to bury this team. This is not to say that the Jaguars had a horrific week one performance, but there are areas they can improve. And again, those areas are penalties, pass pro, uh, pass rush, the discipline on the back end and execution on the back end of the defense, the red zone and third down uh, conversions, they were not, not good enough. And again, that that's those high, high importance plays where the commanders really controlled the game and the clutch moments down the stretch. You've got to be able to step up and make plays for your football team. Otherwise you're not going to win games. The NFL All these games are close for the most part. It's 
come down to a play or two here at the end. You've got to be able to make those plays. The Jaguars didn't. The Commanders did. I am very encouraged, again, by the offensive foundation that has been built, uh, by their ability to move the football. But let's see them put together a more complete game in Week 2, see if they can come out with a victory against a division rival in, in a game where if the Jaguars win this one, they could vault into first place in the division, right? Everyone in the AFC South lost last week. Excuse me. The Jaguars and Titans lost last week. The Colts and Texans tied. There are no wins on the board in the AFC South right now. You go beat the Colts, you'll have an opportunity to take the lead early on in the division. That is going to do it. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe on YouTube if you want to support the channel further. You can go pick up a new hat or shirt on genjag.com. You can also become a channel member. We've got links in the description below. Thanks so much for tuning in, Duval. Have a good one. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.